Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about cold water and some of the effects of the cold water on your chemistry readings when you do the test factors. Here are some things to note regarding um, testing and really cold water. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals' trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy, and solutions and expertise to do it right. So this kind of goes hand-in-hand with testing in really hot hot tub water. If you're using some kind of uh, photometer in a hot tub, it may not compensate for the extreme temperature, the 104. Some test strips may not work in really hot water. And so you kind of figure that in really cold water, you may have some issues with the reagents and with test strips and with getting an accurate reading. And that tends to be true. In fact, Taylor put out a bulletin regarding their reagent testers. They do this every winter, so you kind of know that some of the reagents react kind of odd in temperatures below 50 degrees Fahrenheit in the water. So I think it might be easier if I just read the bulletin from Taylor regarding this, and you can kind of get the idea from what they say. So total alkalinity and calcium hardness testing in 50 degree below temperature, 50 degree Fahrenheit or lower temperature. So the bulletin states that for total alkalinity and calcium hardness, it'll take more drops of reagent before you see the color change, thereby giving a false high reading. So you're going to get a false high alkalinity reading and a false high um, calcium hardness reading in really cold, cold water. With the pH reading, some reagent components may precipitate when reagent is added to the sample. So fading test colors, inaccurate results, or no reaction at all. So again, really low temperature, pH readings may be off as well with the reagents. And again, this is just the Taylor or any kind of reagent test kit that may give you this false reading. And then with the cyanuric acid, the same goes with that. The speed at which the precipitate forms is slowed down tremendously, giving you false low readings. So to avoid these issues when testing in really cold water, simply raise the temperature of your of the test water above 50 degrees Fahrenheit and you can you know bring the water into a warmer environment maybe leave it in your truck for a little bit and then test the temperature or take it home and test it I don't know how you want to do it um, just raise it up I don't think you want to use anything like any kind of you know, lighters or kind of heat it up that way but any way to get it above 50 degrees Fahrenheit will give you more accurate reading so just be aware of those factors that the region test kits may not be accurate in those cases and I've gotten a call from a group member saying that his alkalinity is off in the pools and more than likely it's because of the low temperature in there causing that problem. So I guess one of the things that you get from this or a good takeaway from this is you don't want to do any major chemistry adjustments when the water temperature is really cold. You don't want to add cyanuric acid, you don't want to make major adjustments in total alkalinity 
calcium hardness, and pH until you can make sure that you're getting an accurate reading with your particular test kit. If you're going to do any testing of the pH in cold water, I think test strips do a lot better. They have a lower temperature threshold and so when the temperature gets below 40 degrees or so, you're going to notice some problems with the test strip reading the colors um, correctly or the colors developing correctly and giving you the true reading. So if you are testing in cold water, I think test strips would be a great alternative to go with versus a reagent test kit to give you more accurate reading of your alkalinity pH. Although it doesn't do calcium hardness, it does total hardness. And so there's a slight difference there with the test strip. But again, it's not really critical in the winter to make major adjustments in the calcium hardness of the pool anyway. And so the total hardness reading is not a big deal. And almost all of the digital pH meters, TDS meters, and things of that nature have a temperature compensation ability. If you have a meter that you invested a little bit of money into, it should compensate for the temperature and give you an accurate reading. If you have a salt water pool with a salt water generator, note that when the pool temperature gets below 60 degrees, most of these will stop operating. There are a few models that will have um, a cold water mode where it'll operate at a lower percentage, but typically it's not going to produce any salt, any salt, any chlorine in the pool, I should say, in a low temperature pool. So when it gets below 60, um, you want to switch over to liquid chlorine. And in a separate podcast, I mentioned how I like using a floater with a tablet in there to kind of give us some cyanuric acid in the winter time. And when the summer comes around, the saltwater pool will have a good cyanuric acid level. You can refer to that podcast where I go into a little more detail about um, saltwater pools and cold water. But just note that the saltwater generator will not work and produce chlorine in the winter time when the temperature gets really low in the pool. And then you're going to have to switch over to a different type of chlorine and test that water for the chlorine level. Whether or not the salinity reading is inaccurate in the winter time kind of depends on your tester. I think most digital salinity meters will compensate for temperature, so you'll get a really accurate reading with a good salinity meter in the wintertime, even in cold water, because it'll compensate for the temperature of that water. Um, I don't know about digital displays. I, they seem to read low a lot in the wintertime, and so a Haywood Aquarite system may read low salt in the winter, and I just think it doesn't have anything to compensate for the temperature difference when it's calculating the salinity in the pool. I'm just guessing there. I haven't talked to Hayward about that, but I noticed that with that system and also with some automated systems, it's reading low salt in the winter. Again, don't do any major chemical adjustments in cold water in the winter time. It's not even operating anyway, so there's no need to add salt to it to have the chlorine generator at the right level. I usually test the salinity in April when I'm starting up all the systems to make sure that the salinity level is correct, the salt level is correct in the pool, and so there's no need to add salt in the winter anyway. So regardless if it's giving you a low salt reading, it doesn't really matter. I think the cold water affects a lot of those systems as far as being able to read the salinity in the pool in really cold water. So if you're getting a false reading in your test kit, if you're using a tailored test kit and you're getting false alkalinity, pH, calcium hardness readings, it's because that sample is being affected by the cold water. The reagent drops are reacting a lot slower in there, so it'll take more drops to get a color change. And therefore, if you're seeing that your alkalinity normally in the summertime is 100 parts per million in the wintertime, you know, you're seeing your alkalinity at 140 or 150, it may not quite be at that level because the reagent may not be accurate under 50 degrees Fahrenheit. And so a test strip, again, is a great way, a digital meter, raising the temperature of the water sample 
is probably the easiest solution to this. And so once you get it above 50 degrees Fahrenheit, I know right now I just tested my pool water's temperature and it's at 51 degrees. So it's right on the borderline there. And definitely it will be affected in the next month if it gets cooler. Um, some areas of Northern California already the water temperature is in the 40s. And so keep this in mind when you're doing full surface during the winter months that um, the chemistry readings are definitely not going to be accurate under 50 degrees Fahrenheit. And again, don't make any major chemistry adjustments in that case until you can get an accurate sample. On the other side, there are a few good benefits of really cold water. One of them is that the chlorine level, of course, will stay very stable in there. So you won't be adding a lot of chlorine in the wintertime, which if you do pool service, you're going to be able to recoup some of the cost of adding chlorine to your customer's pool during the summer. Another great side benefit of the really cold water is that algae won't grow in water temperature of 50 degrees. And so you're not going to have any algae problems in your pool in the wintertime. The only time you're going to have an algae problem in a pool if you close it and you don't have the cover on properly and debris gets in there and things like that happen. And if you didn't have enough chlorine in there when you close it, you may have a problem with that when you open it up and the water starts getting warmer under the cover. But generally speaking, in the wintertime, you're not treating algae, you're not brushing algae, and so it makes things a lot easier out there. So if the pool does zero out with chlorine, it's not a big deal because then there's no algae forming in there. You just have to make sure you keep a fair chlorine level in there so that if someone uses their spa, um, it's not going to cause any problems. So the chlorine is not a major issue, and usually a little bit of chlorine, if I put a gallon of liquid in my pool, it'll last a good month, basically, and I won't have to add chlorine every week, like in the summertime. I also like treating stains in the pool in the wintertime because of the fact that a lot of the products that I use will um, eat up the chlorine in the pool, so to speak, or destroy the chlorine level in the pool. So in my case, I start using Aquadex. I like the Biodex Aquadex 50 product, and I'll use it in the wintertime to treat staining in the pool. It's highly effective, and there's no really worry about having algae forming if the chlorine level gets too low in the pool when you use the product. So I like doing my stain-removing treatments in the wintertime for that reason, and it works really well. If you have scale on the walls of the pool, this is a great time of year to use scale tech in the pool, or Butech. Scale Tech is a little bit better as a formula, um, but the high chlorine level really affects it. So if you can have the chlorine level near zero and then use the Scale Tech product in the pool, it'll remove a lot of the scaling on the pool walls. If you fill the pool above the tile line and use Scale Tech, it can remove some of that scale, but typically that needs to be bead blasted off. But for the pool wall, Scale Tech and Butech work really well, and I really like using it in the wintertime because then I can really treat the pool really well without worrying about having a high chlorine level in the pool um, and other factors like the pH rising in the pool. So I'll keep the pH really low in these pools and I'll treat it with the Butech and I'll brush them every week and that tends to get the scale off the surface of the pool. So the wintertime is a great time to treat the scale and also the staining in pools because you don't have to worry about the chlorine level. And I also like doing my ascorbic acid treatments in pools in the wintertime because sometimes the pools will get really cloudy. It doesn't really matter to the customer in the wintertime if, if the pool gets cloudy. And so I'll do the ascorbic acid metal um, staining treatment in the wintertime. So a lot of times you can utilize the cold water to your advantage by doing certain treatments in the cold water that you couldn't do in the summertime. And of course, if you can treat other things like black algae, if the pool has a lot of black algae, you can definitely treat it in the wintertime better because then you can raise the chlorine to 30 parts per million. 
no one's using the pool and you can treat the black algae highly effectively in the winter time also so i make sure that i utilize the cold water for those kind of treatments you know stain removal um, any kind of scale and any kind of black algae treatment i'll do in the winter time and eliminate that because I use the cold water to my advantage at that point. So if you do test the water and you're getting some really weird results from your water testing, simply raise the temperature of that water and you'll find that more than likely the results are off because of the water temperature in the pool. And again, I'll emphasize that you're not going to be adding any calcium hardness to the pool when the water is really cold. You're not going to be making major adjustments in the pH and alkalinity nor should you be adding salt to the pool to adjust the salt level in the winter time because all of those readings may not be accurate, especially if you're relying on the salinity um, of the pool based on the system itself. It may not be accurate in the cold water. Um, so definitely don't be adding salt in the winter time or large amounts of salt to a pool in the winter time. So just be aware of these facts that if you're treating a pool in the winter time, these may be some of the factors that you're going to run into as far as getting accurate readings for your water testing. And if you're interested in other podcasts, I did reference one on cold water and saltwater pools here. You can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. And if you scroll, um, if you look at the banner, you can click on the podcast icon. You can scroll down from that point and see various other podcasts I've recorded. With over 500 podcasts, you can find a lot of good information with that list of different podcast subjects there. And of course, if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining the coaching program, including the ability to call me and text me in real time and a discount on your general liability insurance. For more on that, you can go to poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.